gentlemen, start your engines. Uh, you're coming out about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Jim Paris here with you. The website is ChristianMoney.com. If you're listening on the audio stream tonight, we welcome you to continue listening. However, if you'd like to watch the video feed, which has become very popular, uh, the video feed is over at YouTube. It's on our Twitter feed. It's also on all of our Facebook pages. It's at Daily Motion. We're at Twitch. A lot of places you can watch the video feed as well. And if you can't listen to the entire show tonight, uh, the replay, the video replay is put out on all of those platforms over the you know next 24 hours or so. And then we do make this available as an audio podcast download on all the major podcast sites that includes uh, iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and SoundCloud, pretty much all the major podcast download platforms that goes out on Monday morning. All right. Good to have you with us tonight. A big show lined up for you. Joining us at 930 p.m. is our friend Dylan Howard. He's author of Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales. There's a lot of news this week uh, coming out about Epstein. Uh, We've got news on the Bill Gates connection. This is breaking news uh, over the weekend about the prison guards that falsified the logs at the prison where Epstein committed suicide. They made plea deals to avoid jail time. Uh, The Florida uh, Department of Law Enforcement recently concluded their investigation into the 2008 Epstein plea deal. We've got news on that. We're going to ask our our guest Dylan Howard about uh, what the latest is on the Jelaine Maxwell case. Remember, she's still being held in a federal detention center. That is uh, Epstein's alleged partner in crime. And then also, we haven't heard anything in a long time about Prince Andrew and how he might be implicated in the Jeffrey Epstein case. All of that coming up in 27 minutes at the bottom of the hour when Dylan Howard joins us next week. I will be traveling. It is the Memorial day weekend. I'll be up North in New Hampshire, visiting my daughter and uh, looking forward to that trip. Uh, I'll be flying out on Wednesday. So we'll have a best of show for you. I haven't decided yet what episodes to pull, but uh, we're going to pick some great ones, some of our best ones. And that will be put out uh, on the audio and the video feed simultaneously uh, next week, uh, right at nine o'clock. So some of our best shows are uh, going to be curated for you for next week. We went out uh, over the weekend, Friday night, (laughs) Saturday, uh, celebrating my wife's birthday, We did a 5K run, uh, our family did, on Saturday morning for my wife's birthday. Isn't that a weird thing to do? Hey, honey, it's your birthday. We're doing a 5K run. (laughs) But then we had a nice family breakfast at a beautiful place uh, in Ormond Beach on Saturday morning after the 5K. 
Then Saturday night, my wife and I went out for a nice Italian dinner. A lot of pictures and videos on that over on my Facebook page. But I do want to tell you about something really odd that happened to us on Saturday night. So we were in, um, this was actually Friday night. We were in St. Augustine walking around looking for a place to eat on Friday night. And the place we were thinking of was a little place that we haven't been to before. We've walked past it a million times, but we thought, let's go try this this place. So um, we, you know, walked over there and uh, walked up to the door. Now, everything here in Florida is no more masks. I mean, everything is open. Uh, all of our public, uh, you know, government offices, no masks, the grocery stores, no masks. Of course, it's all being said within the context of if you're vaccinated, no mask, but nobody's really checking and I've been vaccinated. I know I'm sure there's a lot of people not wearing the masks in these places that haven't been vaccinated, but it's sort of just on the honor system. To make a long story short, though, we're pretty much not doing the mask thing here in Florida anymore. But we go to this little restaurant and we're thinking, well, let's we're going to try this restaurant. So we walk up to the uh, little ramp that you go up through to get into the restaurant. And there's a number of big signs up there saying that this restaurant, we are still enforcing the mask requirement. And I don't know. I just, I thought to myself, what in the world is going on? I mean, how could they, or really this was my question to my wife is why would they do that? So everybody's dropped the mask requirements, but this one restaurant is the holdout. Why would you do that? I'm just trying to, we were talking about this for a good half hour as we walked to another restaurant that we ended up buying dinner at. Um, so you're a restaurant owner, you're in the business to make money. You probably just come off of maybe what could be your worst year ever the last 12 months. And now everybody's dropped the mask requirement, but you decide I'm going to still require masks in my restaurant. So, you know, just as a protest, my wife and I, we said, no, we're not eating here. And we left and we had this just interesting discussion about, you know, if you're a restaurant owner, let's say that that big sign that you must still wear your mask uh, to get to your table, then you can take it off. But it was just still, I don't know, the idea that we're still requiring the mask, even though no one else is, they're still going to require it. We, we had this conversation, my wife and I, about why would you do that? What, what if it costs you one customer? What if it costs you five customers? Why would you lose any money over being the last holdout? on masks, which I think we're at a point now where we all agree that there never was any good science behind wearing these masks. In fact, a lot of people got sick from the masks. I think we're now at that point that this was all theater, that the masks probably did no good for anyone. But now we're away from the masks, but there's still, believe it or not, 20 states in the District of Columbia still holding out, making people wear masks. And then I saw this bizarre article how uh, some people are, are going to keep wearing their masks forever. There's like a percentage. I think they said like five or 10 percent of the population have just decided that they're now good with just keeping the mask on for the long run. And I just scratch my head and I think, what what are people thinking? Why would anyone want to keep a mask on uh, after all of this? But I guess there's going to be some people that are going to do that. But uh, as we talked about this, my wife and I like, why would a restaurant do this? 
why would they lose even just, you know, one table of business by doing this, which it probably is a lot more than that. And then we kind of came to the conclusion that, you know what, there are some business owners that are not really capitalists. You know, they're not in business as a first priority to turn a profit. They're, they're really there more as socialists or to own a business to have influence. And so this is clearly somebody who probably said, you know what, we might lose a table. We might lose five tables of business. We might lose 10 tables of business, but that's all okay because we are the better person. We are signaling our virtue to the world that we're going to be the last holdout, maybe in the whole state of Florida, to be requiring masks of our customers before they uh, get seated at their table. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I just think it's strange. And I, I, you know, we're in this weird time where it used to be that you could just assume that anyone in business had had a primary motivation of making money, of making a profit. That's why you have a business. But now we're starting to see a lot of strange things. We're seeing, you know, big corporations alienating 50% of the population by uh, being, you know, political and talking about, you know, negatively about Trump and, and losing in the, in a process, you know, probably millions and millions and millions of dollars, you know, these big corporations uh, that are jumping into the political fray, which really has never made any sense to me. Uh, but, but I guess that's where we're at, where it's no longer that for some businesses, it's no longer about making money. It's about virtue signaling. And uh, we took our business elsewhere. I don't know if you saw this story. This is really, really fascinating because it's not as big of a deal as one would think it should be, which is that the Pentagon, the United States government, the Pentagon is going to issue a report about what is they call unidentified aerial phenomenon, uh, what we call UFOs on this show. They call UAPs. And there is this, a lot of people don't know it exists, but there is an unidentified aerial phenomenon task force. And they're issuing a report that's supposed to come out in June. And uh, one article I read today said this report could come out as early as June 1st, which is what, you know, just in a few days. And it's going to detail what our government knows about UFOs. And now kind of the pre the precursor to this leading up to it, uh, we're already hearing uh, that our government is conceding that there are UFOs that cannot be explained in all different shapes and sizes, everything from mysterious spacecraft that travel through the sky at speeds that uh, cannot be duplicated by any technology that exists in the world today. Uh, also, similar such phenomenon of spacecraft, uh, craft that can dive into the ocean and travel at high speeds underwater. This is all very bizarre. And uh, I want to, I know my producers are listening in the next room. We need to get L.A. Marzulli back on the show really as soon as possible to talk about this because. Uh, according to his theory that what will happen is that once disclosure takes place, which this sounds a lot like that, I don't know what else we can call it, but if the government's going to come out and say, uh, yes, there are UFOs, uh, wow. I mean that to me, that's like the biggest story ever. 
but it's just not getting a lot of coverage. Well, L.A. Marzulli thinks that this is part of what he calls the Great Deception, where this will then be used as a way to cause a great falling away from the Lord, from God, uh, in the end times. It might even be used as an explanation to explain the rapture where millions of Christians around the world disappear in the rapture, caught up with the Lord in the air, and then it's explained away as alien abduction. That's another part of his theory. But, but man, what, what an interesting time to be alive. I mean, maybe we'll even find out uh, who's behind, who was behind the JFK assassin, assassination. I mean, as long as the government is spilling secrets, maybe we'll get all the information on that as well. But this is just incredible. And uh, I don't know why it's not a bigger deal. Uh, I haven't listened to my friend George Norrie in a while on Coast to Coast AM. I, I maybe should be tuning in because this is right in his wheelhouse. Uh, I'm sure they're doing some big uh, discussions and interviews leading up to this. But can you believe it? I mean, we might find out in the next week to 10 days whether or not the government, uh, I mean, what the government knows about UFOs. And I mean, this could just change everything just everything. And uh, here we go. All right. Before we get into uh, the rest of our news tonight, keeping us commercial free is internet paycheck for life.com. That's tonight's sponsor, internet paycheck for life.com. That is my online course where I teach you everything about internet business. And I want to tell you something exciting that I just posted on Friday. Uh, every Friday I do a new workshop. It's uh, on video it's recorded and then it's available on demand for all of our students in the class. Now there's over 50 of those videos available for students all on demand. So if you join the program, get right in there. You could watch any of the 50 videos even tonight. Uh, but what I did on Friday was I posted a class all about how to write a book quickly through dictation. How do use software and voice recognition to quickly write a book so you don't have to type, you're not pounding out on the keyboard, you do it by speaking. And these are the kinds of tips and tricks and strategies that you will learn in my course uh, all about you know all the different ways of making money online. And then this is the latest class I just posted, how to write your self-published book quickly and we've got all kinds of stuff on how to put your book online on Amazon to sell it, to begin getting daily income from it, uh, the Kindle Direct Publishing Program. All of that is in there for you. But uh, in particular, this uh, last workshop that I posted on Friday, how to write your book quickly with uh, speech recognition software. So check it out tonight. There are three free lessons for you there to kick the tires so check out tonight's sponsor, Making Us Commercial Free, internetpaycheckforlife.com. That's internetpaycheckforlife.com. Did you see this story? Walgreens has closed 17 San Francisco stores due to, quote unquote, out of control shoplifting. We're going to see this happening more and more in these urban areas. I mean, look, if you want to get all fired up, no pun intended, and burn down your local target, maybe they're not going to rebuild. And this is what's happened in a lot of these areas with rioting. But we have some of these lawless areas. We have uh, places like San Francisco 
where they've basically come out and said they're no longer going to enforce uh, shoplifting. Uh, they consider it a petty crime and they're just not going to enforce it. So what is a small business owner to do? Uh, here we go. This isn't a small business. Walgreens, Walgreens closing 17 San Francisco stores. So look at these cities to start becoming like, like deserts where the retailers just leave and more and more people are making the decision to get out of these areas and businesses are closing and it will become more and more difficult to find a good restaurant to eat in, to find a, a, a little retail store, a drug store like a Walgreens in these areas where they're not enforcing these laws. And you can't blame them, right? I mean, uh, if, if you're Walgreens and you're losing money because people are coming in and just helping themselves to the wares and they're not paying for them, uh, I'd get out of Dodge too. You got to imagine this is probably very costly for them. They probably have leases that they have to uh, buy out. Uh, but we're talking about, you know, uh, 17 San Francisco stores, uh, Walgreens stores to close. And I'm sure that's just the first of what will probably be many stores uh, to get out. Uh, and, and we're seeing this mass exodus out of these blue states. So this news came out this week, which uh, Florida is just exploding. It is absolutely exploding. I'm right now working on a book uh, on how to move to Florida because I get a lot of emails from people asking me, where's the best place to live in Florida? How much does it cost to live in Florida? Uh, is there a cheap way to live in Florida? How do I get out of Chicago? How do I get out of New York? How do I get out of California? So there's a book I'm working on on how to move to Florida. So that'll be coming out in a few weeks. But this news came out that uh, Dunn and Bradstreet which is based in New Jersey, they're pulling up stakes and moving their entire operation from New Jersey uh, to Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. And uh, it will include uh, 500 new jobs in Jacksonville. Get this, with an average uh, pay per year of $77,000 average pay. Uh, these are great jobs. And one of the knocks on Florida for a long time was, hey, Florida's nice, but, you know, if you're retired and you've got a retirement income, that's a great, you know, time to move to Florida. But don't move to Florida looking for a really good job or a corporate job or anything like that. Well, that is changing. I mean, we've got a, a Boston Whaler big boat manufacturing plant opening up here in Palm Coast. Uh, we've got this Dun and Bradstreet move to Jacksonville. Uh, I've heard that uh, Goldman uh, Sachs is moving uh, to South Florida. I mean, the exodus has happened. It's not just people leaving uh, these big areas. The corporations themselves are also leaving. Um, all right. So you might have heard the news this week that the state of New York, uh, the probe into the Trump organization has now turned criminal. This is according to the attorney general uh, of New York. So uh, what this means is when they when a an investigation goes from civil to criminal, typically what happens is the Trump organization and Trump himself probably receive what's called a, a target letter, which says we're now investigating you criminally. And that means that they're sort of putting people on notice that they have the right to uh claim the Fifth Amendment uh, and not incriminate themselves. They may want to get a criminal lawyer. So it's they're ratcheting things up uh, against Trump. Um, I think there's never going to be an end to this. 
until there's some type of criminal charge against uh, Trump and or family members, uh, because what the ultimate goal is, is to taint him so that he cannot run again in 2024. And this is all sort of within the context, too, of uh, the news that came out that Trump's planning to restart these rallies that he does. He's going to start those back up again in June. Uh, so he's been pretty quiet. So can you imagine uh, Trump filling up stadiums again with 40, 50,000 people uh, now that he's no longer president? And that will probably happen. And a lot of uh, controversy will be stirred up again. And this is all with the backdrop of these recounts and, and audits and forensic investigations into these uh, election results uh, all over the country. Uh, right now, the focus is on Maricopa County Arizona, but uh, it looks like New Hampshire's starting a big audit, and uh, it looks like Georgia's going to be starting a big audit. Michigan's going to be starting a big audit. So these swing states that uh, determine the election, you know, on election night, and there was such small margins in a lot of cases, uh, there's going to be some upheaval here. Uh, it looks like in the matter, in a matter of just a few weeks or months, uh, as these investigations and recounts and and so forth go forward. Uh, okay, Bitcoin has literally gone crazy, and I'm going to uh, get a quote here right now so that everybody can get an idea. And this is a little bit of, of a problem for people that, you know, if you have a lot of money in Bitcoin. So right now we're looking at $35,000, okay? So, you know, it wasn't too long ago, just a few days ago, Bitcoin was at uh, 63000 you know, in the last couple of weeks. So this is not for the faint of heart. Um, you have other cryptocurrencies like Ripple XRP, which was uh, up to a buck seventy, is now only at uh, seventy-seven cents. So here's the way that you have to look at this. You really, and this is hard to do, and I know it, and it's hard for me to do it. But if you're an investor in cryptocurrency, you got to look at it longer term. You can't lay awake at night looking at the movement of this on a minute by minute basis. Here's what you have to hang your head on and have faith in is that there are millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, new money coming into cryptocurrency every single day. And this includes a lot of institutional money, a lot of wall street money and Bitcoin has a limited supply. There will never be more than 21 million coins created. So when you have a limited supply and then this increase in demand, that eventually leads you to higher prices. That's how we were, we got to 63,000. But in the meantime, uh, there are these events. You have Elon Musk, who was talking down Bitcoin a few days ago, saying it's not friendly uh, for the environment or whatever he was saying. And these kinds of events will cause Bitcoin to have these massive <laughs> drops which it's like the bottom drops out. Uh, I, I remember going on that uh, ride with my kids over at uh, Universal Studios or where was it over at uh, Disney Studios where it's the Tower of Terror and you're standing there and then like the bottom drops out and you just you go down. Uh, it's like an elevator falling. Uh, that's what's happening. And I get it. And I know that a lot of you are upset. You're asking me what you should do. I can't give you personalized advice, so please don't ask me to do that when you email me. But I'm in for the long run, and I've said this from the beginning. Don't put in money you can't afford to lose. 
Uh, it's a speculative investment, no doubt. Uh, but this is part of the, the deal. You're going to have a lot of ups and downs. And the media has a lot of fun with this because I was reading, uh, you know, all the stories in the last week, you know, Bitcoin meltdown, how many billions of dollars, you know, taken off the market capitalization of Bitcoin. Uh, but if you go back a year, uh, this was, you know, right after Bitcoin had, had, had really crashed after, you know, COVID and all that and the lockdown started. Uh, Bitcoin a year ago was at about $10,000. Can you believe it? At about $10,000. And here we are tonight. It's at 36000 And And uh, according to the media, it's like everybody's lost all their money. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you've been in it for the last year, you're up three and a half times your money, which is incredible. Uh, but yet you have to have that longer term perspective. So if you got in a week ago or two weeks ago, you're licking your wounds right now. But uh, so many great reasons to be in it for the long run. And so what are the other cryptos that uh, that I like? So I'll just give you the list. So uh, uh, Bitcoin, of course, uh, Ripple XRP, of course, uh, Ravencoin is another one. Uh, as much as I'm not a huge fan of of Dogecoin, I did put a little bit in Dogecoin. I'm not really recommending that to anybody else. Uh, BitShares is another one to look at. Uh, another one to look at, of course, is Ethereum. So those are kind of the top, you know, five or six to look at. Uh, again, don't put in any money that you can't afford to lose. And if you're looking for a good primer on all of this, my book is available on Amazon. It's I think it's like 15, 16 bucks, the 90 minute Bitcoin quick start, which is all about all of these different cryptocurrencies, how to get started, uh, you know, how to understand them, how to open an account, all of that. And then if you want to get something even more in depth, what I did was I created a video workshop series based on the book, which has a lot more, you know, in depth. And then you're on the video screen with me in these videos, which can be played on demand, uh, where I'm showing you how to enter these different markets how to use charting and graphing to decide when to buy, when to sell, how to open up accounts, how to follow, you know, the top 100 cryptocurrencies. All of that is in my my workshop. You can get that over uh, you can sign up for that over at bitcoinworkshop.us. Also the book, we've got the audible.com version for you if you want to just listen to the book while you're driving or whatnot. Uh, the 90 minute bitcoin quick start is also available as an audio book as well. Okay, uh, a lot to get into tonight. I'm super excited uh, to have Dylan Howard back with us to talk about the Epstein case. So many breaking news stories, including the whole Bill Gates connection and all of that. So we're going to take a one-minute break. We'll refire the open, and I'm going to let my producer know we don't have Dylan Howard yet on the line. Uh, but no worries. Uh, I'll take a minute or two and set up our topic when we come back from our one minute break. Stay tuned. We'll be back.